All right. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It is John Gator coming to you live from Wellington. Today is the 31st of May in uh, 2020, and I'm excited to share with you guys. I actually have a lot on the agenda today. It started out as a fairly light agenda and then had some uh, new things come up that got added. So I am looking forward to sharing with you guys. Um, as always, I do want to let you guys know anything and everything that I share um, on my live stream, my podcast, that, that is my opinion. Um, though I sit on the board of trustees, I do not speak for any of the other trustees. I do not speak for the town of Wellington. I speak only for myself. That's all I've ever spoken for. And uh, my goal with this is really just to reach out to you guys and um, have the opportunity to uh, share with you some of the different things that are going on. So for the agenda for today, um, I am planning to cover um, the recap of our board meeting from this last Tuesday. Um, we're all, I'm also going to try and go a little more in-depth into some of the water rate models and kind of talk with you guys a little about that, hopefully answer some questions if you have some. And then I'm also going to um, be discussing just any community conversations that have happened over the last week. And then there'll be some time for Q&A at the end. Obviously, if you have questions ahead of them, feel free to throw them into the chat. Um, in addition to that agenda, I'm actually going to take a little bit of a sidestep from what I initially had planned and share a video that I literally finished putting together about 15 minutes ago um, that was regarding the um, Peace and Unity uh, March that happened here in Wellington, Colorado earlier this uh, afternoon. It started at 12 and it was a peaceful assembling of the citizens of uh, Wellington in concert with our local law enforcement to just really celebrate coming together. So I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this. There are a lot of people put a bunch of work into that. You guys can see Tashonda right here in chat. She actually was the organizer of this. So thank you Tashonda for um, putting this together. And without further ado, I do want to go ahead and share that video with you guys. Hi everyone. I just wanted to uh, create a quick little video here. I had the opportunity to uh, take part in the unity march that happened here in Wellington earlier today and I had the opportunity to uh, talk to both the planners as well as some of the uh, officers from LCSO that were there and I just wanted to share that directly from you guys kind of how the march went and also have a short video here of the march that would like to share with you guys so we're going to go ahead and just give you guys kind of a feel of what happened today here in Wellington <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. As you guys can see there, that was just a picture of the march. It was entirely peaceful, and uh, the officers were out with us the entire time, making sure that the roads were clear and uh, that everyone was safe. And I want to give you guys a chance to hear from some of the founders of the setting this march up as well. 
Hey guys, it's John Gator. I'm here with the uh, planners for the Peace and Unity March that we had today in Wellington, Colorado. And we'd just love to get you guys' thoughts on kind of what we did today and I'll let you guys take it from there. Well, uh, I would just say, man, this was massive. It, was, it turned out way better than we expected. Uh, we didn't have any issues with people being crazy out there. Um, and we had support uh, from the police, the local police officers. So we're really surprised how it turned out. We feel the love in Wellington. I'm not going to lie, I was really skeptical at first, but, like, we feel it now, you know. So I really feel like I'm at home here in Wellington. Yeah, I definitely appreciate all the support, and I just want to shout out to Shonda. She actually, we were discussing and brainstorming, and she took the idea, ran with it. I came home from work, she's like, uh, got a march plan. And the fact that we had the support of our sheriff office, we contacted them. They were in full support of us. They blocked off the roads. They took pictures with us. They stood in solidarity with us. It's about stopping the division and unifying this nation. Right. We support good police, just like we all want to make it home to our families, so let's build bridges. Exactly. No division, we need to unify. Exactly. We, That's we the only way it's gonna work. Everybody, we law enforcement, peoples of all creeds and color, we need to come together. If you want to know about another culture, find someone of that culture, talk to them, listen to them, get their perspective on it. There's things that I don't understand. I know I've probably put my foot in my mouth a couple of times, but it's always good to get the perspective of other people. And I want to shout out my co-worker, Laura, she was the one who said, hey, go along, uh, ride along with law enforcement, but, and it's a good idea to go and talk to them. She's like, learn your policy and procedures. So shout out to her and her husband, who's on SWAT. Thank you for your service and all that you do. Thank you guys so much for playing a peaceful march with all of our community together. It was great. All right, so you guys have the opportunity to hear from the planners there. And also want to give you a, a chance to hear from two of the sheriff's deputies that were also present at the, uh, at the march that we had today. All right, guys, I'm here in Wellington with two of our officers from LCSO. We just had our a peace and unity march here in the town. And uh, these deputies are out helping with us. And would you guys like to say a little bit to the people of Wellington? We just want to say that we love this town, we love this county, we love the people that, that are in it. Um, we, don't, we don't want the perception of law enforcement at all be that, that one bad apple spoils the bunch because there's a lot of really good cops that are out there that got in this profession for noble reasons uh, and we really want to help people. So uh, we wouldn't be out here if we didn't want to be out here helping people. That's awesome. That's great. You shared a little bit earlier with me that you guys had some stuff prepared and this was worked ahead of time with the organizers. Could you talk a little bit about what you guys had in line and set up for today? You know, this is, we just kind of heard about this, this is happening. Um, we wanted to make sure that this was peaceful, um, came out. If, if there was going to be any type of march, we just wanted to make sure we, we blocked off roads, make sure keep just keep people safe, that's all. That was... We were able to get the local fire department uh, to be able to help. We got medical staff on standby in case it was too hot. I mean, it's what, 92 degrees? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in case anybody had any kind of medical injuries, we were able to have medical personnel on standby in the event is Awesome. Well, we as a community really thank you guys for all you do. Thank you so much. All right, guys. So that was uh, just kind of to give you an idea of the march that happened earlier, and hopefully that played properly. And I will um, post a copy of that video up as well. And so do want to say thank you to Tashanda and the her friend who also 
work together to get that set up. And I just want to thank the community for Wellington, of Wellington for how things went about and that it was peaceful and we were able to work together and uh, really kind of be the opposite of what we've seen in a lot of other stuff going on around the country to really see that difference here was refreshing for me. And so, had the again, it was an honor for me to be able to be there and be a part of that. So um, I do want to go ahead and move on and get started talking about the agenda. Um, one quick thing that I did want to share with you guys, if you are um, new to the local politics or have any questions about that, I want to just point you guys to the town website is definitely a good place to start. Um, so if you go to townofwellington.com, and then just on the home page right now, you can click through different things, but one of the ones I would highly recommend, oh, let's see if I can get going the correct way. Of course it doesn't want to work with me right now. There you go. Is you can go and find out a little bit more about who your trustees are. The other way that you can get that is if you go to the drop down here where it says Our Town and you just go straight down to Board of Trustees. And this will show you just kind of a little bit of information on the Board of Trustees. So you can see 6.30 p.m. second and fourth Tuesdays of each month is when the meetings are. Um, they're generally at the Leaper Center. Um, as of late, they have been on um, online through Zoom. Um, but it also tells you who your Board of Trustees members are, as well as their contact information. So if you ever want to be able to get in touch directly with a member of the Board of Trustees, um, our e all of our email addresses are right here on the website for any of you to be able to email us at any time. Um, so that's just to give you guys that. If you want to get uh, more information on the agendas, if you just go to Our Town Government Agendas and Minutes, and this will share with you all of the upcoming meetings and as well as the past meetings um, to give you an idea of kind of what is going on in the town. So I'm gonna be going over the agenda from the previous Board of Trustees meeting. So what I just did is I went here and I opened up, you can either just do the agenda or you can also do the packet, which actually gives you the supporting information for each of the items on that. And if you click that, it'll actually open up a PDF as you guys will see right here. And I will try to make this larger um, so that you guys can see a little more clearly so give me one second here and if that's still too small just throw something in chat and I'll see if I can make it a little bit bigger um, but this was um, our board meeting this was held um, electronically on zoom uh, and just so you know when you look at agendas that information will be right here at the top if it is on zoom um, so our agenda was uh, this is your call to order so pledge of allegiance roll call amendments to the agenda a conflicts of interest then the meeting information um, for the community participation, this is an opportunity that each and every one of you has. If there's uh, some issue that you would like to bring before the Board of Trustees, um, this is basically you have three minutes to come up and really share anything that is on your mind or something that you wanted to communicate to the Board of Trustees as a whole. Um, and that is open for public comment and it doesn't have to be on an agenda item that can be regarding anything that you wanted to bring before the Board. Um, and then so after that, I don't believe we had any specific public comment in uh, this meeting. Um, then we had a presentation um, on our water treatment plant, independent review. Um, there was a lot of information on that. Um, basically, if I have to try and summarize it, what it, they're looking at, there's a potential different way that we could do the plant that would, one, it sounds like it would potentially function slightly better, not a massive difference, but potentially would be slightly better, um, but it would potentially reduce the downtime when we have to switch over to a new plant, as well as it would be less expensive to build in addition to being less expensive to operate over the long term than our initial plan was. Um, so we are still in the process of working out details, working with the state to figure out what that looks like. But 
it's promising. It's good news to learn that we can potentially spend less money than we thought we were going to initially, as well as um, have some improvements over what the previous design was. Obviously, we're not at an end point yet, but we are approaching that to where we would have something. And they their thought process is that by spring of 2024, um, there is the potential that we could have the new plant up and running completely. So from the all done with all of the planning, done with um, all of the changing and everything else that goes back and forth to have it built and fully functional potentially. Again, this is not a set in stone thing, but that was kind of what their thought process was based on what the they looked at. So this is something they're continuing to work with our public works department. It's going to be coming back to the board of trustees for us to figure out, you know, do we want to go with this new um, this new design or do we want to work with a prior design on that? So moving on from the water, um, I did have a lot of stuff on that. We had a fire district recognition letter. So this was actually a recognition letter for trustee Ashley McDonald. Um, she also served um, actually before being elected. So in the midst of doing her job, um, running a campaign, um, she also served in the incident command system as the logistics director. And uh, there was actually a letter that was written to the fire district by um, basically um, most of the pastors of the churches here in Wellington, I believe all the ones that worked with Ashley, wrote a letter recognizing her for the hard work that she had put in. And that was the fire district felt it was important to share with the town, which I think was great for them to do that and very much appreciate the work that she put in um, in the ICS system and making sure that needs were being filled all throughout the town. So that was our presentations. Uh, then on the consent agenda, we had the minutes from our special meeting on May 5th, um, and those were passed. The only adjustment was there's one point in there where the, we had a discussion about the 4th of July that just wasn't noted what our discussion was about. So we just added a clarification that what we were talking about. So it was clear. Um, the action items, we had the annexation agreement for Pruder School District. The board did approve this last meeting that we had. And uh, this was just coming, staff letting us know that they're working with Pooter School District to work out details and exactly what that's going to look like moving forward. Um, we may, there may be some adjustments and potentially, we, we don't know yet what those adjustments are, but that may be coming back for the board to approve. But this is um, in regards to the property for the high school and getting all everything finalized for that. Um, then we had a utility rate follow-up. Um, I am going to touch base on this after this agenda item. But we had a um, fairly significant discussion just going through what is happening with um, the policies and what do we do, what are our options, what happens if we don't change the water rates, what happens if we do change the water rates, what amount do we need to change them based on. Um, so there was a lot of discussion at this point. We're not making a decision yet. The board presented some information to town staff to follow up on. Um, but the idea is we want to get this put together as soon as we can because the, as you'll see when I get to that here in just a little bit, the numbers are fairly frightening um, in regards to what is happening with our water rates. And I think hope my hope is that people will uh, be able to communicate with us and let us know their thoughts, but we have to have some sort of a solution. And so the one thing that I would say is that for yourself or for anyone that you know, um, please do communicate with your um, town officials you know, whether it's myself or someone else, and let us know what your thoughts are and your concerns are um, so that we are hearing from you as we're trying to figure out what the right direction for us to go on this is. 
Um, then following that, we had the downtown business support. And what this item was is in regards to setting up basically, um, I guess right now what we're looking at is um, expanding, allowing the restaurants downtown or businesses. It's not um, strictly to businesses, but it, or strictly to restaurants, excuse me, but open to any of the businesses downtown um, to work with them um, to allow them to pull uh, to push outside of their doors onto the sidewalks and to expand their seating area or their place of business as needed because there we are allowed to reopen restaurants and businesses but there are a lot of restrictions in place in regards to how many people can be in attendance or how many people can be there and that it has caused problems specifically from the restaurant standpoint um, where you may have a lot of people that want to come and eat at the same time. Um, so what the board approved was that the town staff could have the process in place of basically um, creating a permit. It's from what I understand, they're not charged for that permit. It's basically just showing here's our plan, here's where we're going to be doing, here's our setup. And then they work with town staff to get that all approved. And then there was discussion because there would be additional action that needed to be taken. Um, as far as liquor licenses is, are concerned, um, that was pushed later in the meeting to the liquor license board that we had, um, but we did approve the, the downtown business support. We approved for the businesses to be able to go through this, to start this process, and for town staff to basically approve them to be able to operate their business out on the town right of way and into those sidewalks, which is something I'm very happy to see, and I'm hoping that this will actually be a huge benefit for our local businesses to have that option. So that was our business support. The next item we had was the Larimer County Small Business Loan Loss Reserve Fund Agreement. And this was um, an interesting topic. It was, I for myself, was I spent multiple hours um, trying to pour through the documents and understand what was going on with this. Um, but the gist of it is, is um, Larimer County created a small business loan program along with um, some specific investors that put money into a fund that they are going to loan out to small businesses um, in the Larimer County and that it would be at a flat 3.5% interest rate and would allow them some potentially businesses that weren't able to get the PPP or an SBA loan that would give them another option to be able to get funding to them and to open that up. And I think that's fantastic. I think that's a great program. I'm very glad to see that's happening. And then what they also created was a loan loss reserve fund, um, which would basically when a loan uh, defaults or they're not paid back, that loan loss reserve would act in a similar way to the SBA, is how it was explained to me, and would um, refund that money to the investors that they would have lost out on that loan. Um, and so there was a lot of discussion around that. Um, I know myself and some of the other trustees did have some concerns and questions that we brought up. And ultimately, when that was voted upon, um, that was um, it was a, we were missing one trustee, so we only had six of us at the meeting. It was three um, for and three against. And so that motion did not pass. So um, Wellington will not be participating in the loan loss reserve fund. That does not mean that we, um, that the loans are not available to our businesses, but it did mean that we as a um, board chose not to uh, participate in the um, loan loss reserve portion of that program. And again, if you have any specific questions, because I was one trustee who did vote no on that, I would be happy to answer those questions. You feel free to reach out to me and I would love to give you uh, my thoughts and opinions and the reasons why I voted the way that I did. Um, so if you do have questions on that, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know.
Um, the next item was emergency power generators for electrical work. And uh, this was uh, emergency generators for our water plants, which is very important. And basically what uh, town staff, this is already in the budget, but they came to us asking for approval to spend the funds to start, have a company come out and start the electrical work to get those generators um, put in and installed. And so we had some conversation discussing the specifics and a couple of questions in regards to the type of generators they were using and why they um, chose those ones. And ultimately that was approved by the board to go ahead and purchase those generators. Item number six was uh, town clerk code changes. And uh, there's, I guess, a lot of background on this one, but the short of it is, is that um, Long ago, Wellington had just a town clerk, but no town administrator. And then at some point in the past, there was a change made to the code that combined that town administrator and town clerk position. And so that it was now one position. So you had the town code or town clerk slash a town administrator. And it um, come to be that the feeling was that that was a lot that is now required of those two positions and that it would be better to separate those positions and have a town clerk and a town administrator. So just to separate out those two positions as two completely separate um, positions. And so we did approve uh, changing the town code to have those two positions now separate instead of one combined position. And then um, we had uh, resolution 17-2020. That was appointments to the Wellington Housing Authority. And we also had appointment to the Board of Adjustments as well, I believe that was part of that. And uh, that was approved as well. And then uh, resolution 18-2020, that was item number eight. We had street closures for the 4th of July. And so that's a resolution that we have to pass that can then be sent on to CDOT um, in the event that we do a 4th of July parade or any events like that, we have to have that resolution. So that's what that resolution was and that was approved by the board. That was all of the resolutions. From there, we moved into a liquor license review board. Um, we did have uh, two restaurants that were on there for review. Um, the um, issue we realized is that there, in the approval of the online meetings, we are not allowed to address quasi-judicial issues in an online forum. Those have to be handled in an in-person um, meeting. And so with this meeting being on Zoom, those were pushed to a separate meeting. Uh, my understanding is we're potentially going to be holding in a separate special meeting hopefully sometime early this coming week or whatnot to make sure we get those liquor licenses approved. Um, also in this portion of the meeting, there was brought up the discussion of whether the board would approve um, in, in, co in conjunction with the downtown business support, which we did approve, um, there's also a need to approve the liquor license expansion. So basically to allow the liquor license for those businesses who operate restaurants to go beyond their walls of their business onto the sidewalks and that right of way that they're now gonna have as an expanded business area. And so the question was brought up, well, could we allow town staff to take on that role of just approving those amendments to those liquor licenses? And so that was uh, brought to the board for a vote. Um, that again had a vote of three trustees or in three trustees opposed. Um, so that motion also failed. And all that that means is that we as the board of trustees 
have to approve those liquor license changes. That's it. it. It was not that we don't we don't want businesses to to be able to do that. We don't want it's not that we don't want them to be allowed to move beyond their premises. It was simply that we don't feel comfortable giving that authority and that decision making process over to someone else that is ultimately our decision. We we would prefer that that remain with the board of trustees. And so again, I know there was some discussion that we could hold an emergency um, liquor license meeting as early as needed to make sure that for those businesses who are getting and they want to be able to move onto those sidewalks right away, that we can get that approved for them so that they can continue operating in that expanded area. So again, I, I was one of the trustees who voted no on this. So if you do have any questions for me in regards to why, I would again be happy to address those and answer those for you. Um, and then we had staff communications. We had a treasurer's report and our Larimer County Sheriff's report for the month of April. And these are just great things. One, if you wanna understand what's going on with the finances of the town, what is, what's that looking like? You can look at that, um, that's attached here at the bottom. And as well as if you have any questions or um, concerns regarding the Larimer County Sheriff's Office and what they're doing, you can see that on their report as well. Um, and then following that, we had the board reports, um, which were an opportunity for the board members to share any concerns that they have. Um, one thing that was actually brought up, and I totally forgot about this in the staff communications, was we are in the process of hiring a town finance director. And so the board um, at the time approved our, um, the ask from our uh, interim town administrator, Kelly, was would there be um, board members who would like to be a part of those final interviews for that uh, town finance director position. And um, I said that I would be happy to do that and be a part of those interviews. And then the board also selected uh, John Jerome, who was not present at the board meeting, to um, attend those interviews as well if he is able to. So we'll have kind of a board representation on those interviews. Um, and then that person would come before the full board, um, full board once that um, process has finished up with um, hiring someone. Um, and then uh, trustee Rebecca Kinney um, did um, have a couple of requests. She's requested that we give people more time to put comments in in the online meetings and maybe just making that window of public comment open a little bit longer in case someone did have a comment they would like to make. And then she also made, had the request that we do recruit a new economic development director as soon as possible. Um, just because we are lose, we did lose um, Michelle Vance, who has been serving as our economic development director. Um, this last week as she's moving on to work with, I believe, the Ch Chamber of Commerce in the town of Windsor. And so at that point, that was the last thing that we had and that wrapped up our meeting. So again, if you guys do have any questions in regards to that, I would be happy to answer the, any specific questions you have. But that's kind of a real quick, brief recap on the Board of Trustees meeting. So the next item that I did want to cover and try to explain a little bit as I understand it, and again, I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything, is the um, the water rate study. And so if you were on the call or the board meeting, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. I think it might have been three weeks ago. I don't even remember. Oh, there we go. March 17th. No, there was another one that was presented more recently. Um, but anyways, um, this Woodward, Woodward and Curran is a company that consultant that we paid to help us develop a model to kind of determine, help us see what is happening and what is going on with our water prices, and then to allow us to change different variables that would make adjustments moving forward and show us what we can expect things to look like so we know what's going to happen with our water fund. And so this first portion here was just talking about 
the North Pooter um, shares, their evaluations and their model had, you know, in 2020 starting at $126,740, and then by 2025, the five years that the model covers, that those share prices would be $198,307. Well, the current rate as of this month is $205,000. So you can see that our 2020 price is far above what even they had anticipated the 20. 25 price and this number I don't understand exactly how it works, but it actually goes into the um, We have a certain amount of water that we're allowed to buy by contract But then there's another portion of water that we use that's far over that because our town has grown over the years and This number here actually factors into that extra water that our town has to buy So the higher this number is the more expensive it is for us to purchase water to utilize and so that comes into effect with what our expenses and our costs are gonna be. And so if you were at the first meeting, you'll remember this um, chart here, which was our recommendation from our um, consultants originally. And so to give you an idea of what things look like, this blue bar that's vertical is our fund balance. I think that's blue, I could be wrong, but I am partially colorblind. So if I'm wrong, you're right, it's all good. Um, this red number is our total policy, re our reserve policy. So there actually are policies in place of what we have to keep our reserves at within our funds. And those are policies that we as a town have to abide by. And there's a lot of areas that that factors into, but the bottom line is those are set in place and we really can't change them. Well, I don't wanna say we can't, we can. Um, it's not easy and it's not necessarily a good thing for us to change those policies. Um, and so what you can see in the water fund is our reserve policy says we must be right around $4 million. We're a little slightly above if you look here, um, but we're not really allowed to drop much below $4 million in our, in our fund balance. And so what you'll see here at the top, you can see the monthly fixed charge. This number here is unchanged whether you use water or not. So if you are a water customer of the town of Wellington and you don't turn on water a single day of the entire month, as of 2020, you're going to be charged, well, as of right now, May 31st, 2020, you'll be charged $18.86. Then um, when you look in the tiers, you look at how much you pay, um, I wanna say this is per thousand or something, I don't remember the exact amount, um, per whatever, unit that is described you pay three dollars and 65 cents in tier one um, if you're like myself and my family which very few residences are they said very few residents actually get into tier two me and my family are <laughs> one of those few um, you pay 393 if you pop up into tier three you pay 494 per whatever that again i don't know exactly which this what that measure is of what you're charged this but you're guaranteed this base number here so you'll see they say starting in 2021, we see a jump of from 1886 to $35. So it almost doubles right here. And then we're gonna see a monthly fixed or the increase of 25%. Okay, so we're seeing from 365 to 456, from 393 to 570, and from 494 to 772. And you can see that those numbers continue to go up. The second year goes up by another 25% here. Um, we see a 20% raise in the fixed charge, and then we see a 10% raise and a 5% raise in 2023, and then we're able to keep those numbers static in 2024 and 25. And as you can see here, there's a little bit of a dip below our fund policy, but, on, but you can see right here, we're at about three and a half million is as low as it gets. So we're still in pretty good shape. This was factoring, and if you look at this line down here, this is the surplus or deficit. So you can see this is zero, so we're losing 
uh, like a million here in 2019. You can see that drops till we lose over $2 million in 2020. As you can see the drop from 8 million to below six. We are back at about another million dollars here in 2021. We're getting closer to zero in 2022 and when we pass zero in 2023. Um, that gives you guys an idea of what that looks like. Um, these were the three scenarios that they proposed. This first one is I actually specifically requested, can you please give us a scenario if we change nothing? What does it look like if we keep our current water rates as they are? Um, scenario number two is, you know, what if we put in place this plan here, but we look at what the current prices of poudre are to be more realistic to what we're actually spending. Um, Scenario number three was an updated step price increase. This will put the town out of compliance with fund balance policy until 2025. And then scenario number four increases the rates to ensure that we stay within fund balance policy. And you're gonna see there's a pretty stark difference between all of these ones. Okay, so number one option, if we change absolutely nothing, um, there was the volumetric increase, he wasn't able to take that out, but that's not the major cost of your water, it's actually this monthly fixed charge. Um, so as you can see, um, we have here in 2020, we're down to that 4 million, we're at policy limit. 2021, we're under 2 million, and 2022, our water fund is now negative. We are, our water fund is bankrupt. Uh, 2023, it gets worse, 2024, it gets even worse, and 2025, we're talking about a fund balance of over 8 million, almost 8 million dollars. So if we look here, there's a cash flow analysis, you can see the numbers. Uh, their fund balance, so 19 is 8 million, 4 million, 1.5, minus 1.5, and, and you can see here, here's the total cost. So the, the higher with this brackets, that means negative. So you can see we're negative 3 million, negative 2.8, negative 2.9, negative 2.1, negative 2.1, negative 2.2. So by 2025, our water fund is $7,833,744 negative. So and for, that means that basically the water fund goes bankrupt in 2022 and it just continues to go down from there. To give you guys some perspective, I think our entire general fund budget for the entirety of the town, excluding water, is somewhere on the range of $7 million. And we're seeing the entirety of that by 2025 is just the negative balance in the water fund. So literally, if we do nothing, what we're going to see is that we're going to see the bankrupting of the town. Um, so as we look at things, that's, I don't think that's really an option for us to follow. So you can see here, this is with the consultants recommended rates, but this brings in and incorporates what those changed prices would be. So you remember before we were pretty close to that red line the whole time. You can see now we're not there because the water has become much more expensive. So we see it drop, drop, drop almost to negative. And then in 2025, it actually does go negative. So we see it go from eight to four to 2.4 to 800,000. 400,000, 148,000 down to negative 215,000. Um, this is the, again, this is seeing our prices change from 35 on that fixed rate and then a 25% increase on these um, monthly rates and then seeing that stabilize in 2023. So again, this is an option that does not look like this is viable either because we're still seeing things in the negative and we're still losing money. And again, we're bankrupting, it's not till 2025, but we're still bankrupting the water fund, which is not a good thing because that's how we purchase water. Um, number three, this is an updated step structure. So this is a price changes. Um, it goes up a lot more than the first one, but they're not as drastic as the last one. So you'll see here, we see the price jump to 45. From 86, from 80, from 1886, we see it jump from 45, so that more than doubles. Um, we then see a 25% increase and a 15% increase the following years. 
The volumetric increases, these stay the same at 25, 25, and five. And you'll see here, we see it drop down, little lower, still a little uncomfortable, but you see it start to pick back up in 2023. And by 2025, we're back in compliance with our fund policies. So again, we look here, we see 8 million, 4.4, 3 million, 2.2 million, but then it comes back up to 3 million, back to 3.9 and up to 4.8. So again, this is a very steep increase. It's a very big change, um, but this does allow us to keep from bankrupting our water fund. The final scenario, which is scenario number four, is what if we put in place pricing to make sure that we stay within what our policies require? And this is, again, this maintains that we are in compliance the full time, but is a very sharp increase. So we see it go from 1886 to $75. That is a huge change. Um, and then it stays at $75 for 2022. Then it actually comes down um, to $52 in 2023, and then it stays stable there at $52. Um, again, these volumetric increases do not change. It's still 25, 25, and five. And again, remember, this is the price that you see for just whether you use water or not. Um, and so we see there, we go from 8 million down to 4.4, stabilize at 4.7, up to 5 million, and then we stay consistent right at 5 million to 5.1 million, which keeps us in compliance with the fund balance. So I, my hope is that you guys uh, will reach out and let your concerns and thoughts be known to the Board of Trustees, not just myself, all of the members. Um, if you don't know how to get in contact with them, if you look back at the beginning of this video, about six or seven minutes in, I kind of walked you guys through that. Please reach out to us and let us know what are your thoughts, what are your concerns, you know, what do you see that we don't see? Um, we are going to be still having conversation on this. No decision has been made. We're still working this out, but we really do need to hear from you guys because this is gonna affect everyone in Wellington. And I, I tell people this all the time, my family's probably gonna be among the most impacted in the entire town because we use so much water. We've got a lot of kids, we work from home, we homeschool our kids. Uh, <laughs> we're home a lot, so we use a lot of water. Um, so I, I know that my water bill is probably gonna jump more than just about anybody else's in town, um, just by the virtue of how much water I use. But I would really ask that you guys, please reach out to us and let us know what are your thoughts and what are your concerns. So, with that, I do want to, we're getting ready close to the end here. So if you guys do have any questions, please go ahead and bring them up. Um, the community conversations, um, kind of the big deal that the, the conversations that I've had with a lot of people lately have really been geared towards and around the 4th of July and what is happening with that. And I know it's been a moving target and it keeps changing and we're still uh, don't have solid answers on that. I know the Community Activities Commission did meet regarding the 4th of July um, this last Friday, and they did go ahead and pass on kind of some of their thoughts to the mayor. Um, and my guess is that hopefully within this next week, we'll be working out, you know, what do we want to do and what are we comfortable doing as far as the 4th of July and what that will look like moving forward. So my hope is to get those answers out to you guys. And with that, a couple other things I did want to share with you guys. Um, I am have talked to two people so far and am going to be starting, actually I think this coming Sunday, um, I will be having guests um, who are running for Larimer County Commissioner. Um, that We have two district seats open this year in our election and I am going to actually be in, giving them a couple of minutes to talk at the beginning of the show and just share with us um, what is going on. Um, what they stand for and what they're about and so would highly recommend that you guys if you if I, i've talked to two candidates so far i know a third who i'm going to give a call actually later today 
Um, I do not know all of the candidates who are running for uh, Larimer County Commissioner, so if any of you do know a commissioner or someone who is running for Larimer County Commissioner who would like to share um, just a few minutes about themselves with, Larimer, with Wellington, um, please feel free to reach out to me and I'd be happy to reach out to them and have them on as well. But uh, for the next two weeks, I know for sure I have two of the candidates who are going to hop on and just share a little bit with you guys about what their thoughts are and uh, moving forward from that. Um, Christine is saying, ah, this is a good question. The Planning Commission, um, to give your thoughts about CBD extraction, uh, if you guys look here on the screen, I'm actually on the um, agendas and meetings. There is an upcoming Planning Commission meeting tomorrow at 6.30. This um, will be at the Leaper Center, I believe. Um, but if, again, if you go and look at the packet, you will have the opportunity to take a look and see what it is that they are dealing with. And I believe there is actually one of those as a um, special use permit for um, CBD extraction. So if you do um, have thoughts or concerns on that, you, know, you can uh, attend the Planning Commission and um, kind of share your thoughts with the Planning Commission on that. Um, so there's, you can see the agenda for the Planning Commission right here. And um, right there, so the new business item number A. So that's there for you guys to take a look at if you guys want to do that. But that again, that is tomorrow. It will be at the Leaper Center. Um, I don't know that it will be live casted. I don't think we figured out a way to do both an in-person and a live meeting. Um, but I do know that uh, for our in-person meetings, I do believe that there are some requirements as far as masks and social distancing. So just be aware of that when you do come to an in-person meeting. Um, with that, I do want to open up if there are any other questions, I would be happy to answer those. Um, and again, I do apologize about the sound issues last week. I figured out what was causing it and hopefully it won't happen again. Um, that is also why um, I haven't put that episode up on YouTube um, or the podcast yet because I'm still trying to figure out if I can do that, if I can fix the sound or if I just need to redo that uh, whole portion of the episode. But with that, it doesn't look like we have any questions, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up for, for today. So again, I want to thank you guys all for joining me. And again, I do want to take, thank Tashonda and the other planners of the Peace and Unity March in Wellington today. I really appreciate that that really truly was about the community coming together and uh, am very happy with how that went. So with that, I will see you guys next week. Have a great rest of the day.